Who was the Mon Calamari cyborg with a purple lightsaber? And why did the Emperor train him to replace Darth Vader? The Mon Calamari are a noble race of deep sea dwellers that have been known to fight against the forces of evil. But what happened to those brave Calamari soldiers during the Clone Wars when the Empire dawned? Did they stay with the Jedi or trade allegiances and join the new Sith Emperor? Well, this particular Mon Calamari played a part in both major wars, as he forged a name for himself by attempting to overthrow Darth Vader's position in the Empire, but he wasn't on the side of good. This is the story of the rise and abrupt fall of the unique Mon Calamari known as Commander Carbon. Aside from his birth on Mon Cala, details of his upbringing are sparse, and the first time he came into any real prominence in historical records was for his role in Clone Wars campaigns. Even his age is somewhat of a secret. However, his service in said war was enough to grant him the rank of commander, setting him up for accolades and honor when the war would eventually draw to a close. But he wouldn't be there for the end of it. Just before the Clone Wars concluded, his ship was damaged and lost in space. Time passed and Carbon nearly died adrift in the lost regions of the galaxy. It wouldn't be until his floating, nearly deceased body was found by the Empire that he would be brought back into conflict. Evacuated to a medical center on the Crushshank Nebula, Carbon's new friend, Dr. Silo, had big plans for the dying Mon Calamari. Silo was one of the Emperor's favorite disciples. The physician spent his time experimenting on living organisms, using cybernetics and genetic manipulation to create super soldiers and assassins for the new Empire. Inspired by the Separatist job on General Grievous during the Clone Wars, Silo set about fixing Carbon up with cybernetic limbs to replace body parts he'd lost in combat. In fact, just like the General, Silo fitted the Commander with the same expanding arm configuration, with a secret set hidden under each with the ability to wield four lightsabers. But these additions to Carbon's body weren't immediate. He had been so badly injured when adrift in space that he had to heal. The Mon Calamari Commander had to spend a whole 18 years isolated on a life support machine. It wasn't until the last two years that work started on Carbon, after which he was finally well enough to be released from the machine as a new perfect weapon of war. Dr. Silo's mission was a secret within the Empire. The Silo Directive's goal was to manufacture cybernetic beings that didn't possess the use of force powers. The Doctor dreamt of a world run by advanced cyborgs and was given the resources and platform for researching and experimenting on this by the Emperor himself. In fact, the Emperor's involvement was far more sinister than it seemed on the surface. Silo's manufacturing of robotic beings was part of a bigger experiment past the Doctor's goal of a world ruled by them. Rather, the Emperor had commissioned this to go ahead as he was secretly working on building a replacement for his right-hand man, Darth Vader, should anything happen to him or should the Emperor deem Vader unfit to continue in his current position. And with Carbon soon to be well enough to fight, even capable of wielding a lightsaber, just like Vader, the Emperor deemed the Mon Calamari next in line, should Vader meet an early demise. But before proceedings would be complete, Vader himself came across Silo's research base in the Krushank Nebula, far into the Outer Rim territories. Enraged, the Sith Lord attempted to kill the Doctor when he came across his many potential replacements, until the Emperor himself stopped Vader. He couldn't let the Sith Lord's hot head ruin this master plan. Instead, in an effort to prove their worth, he made all potential replacements battle Darth Vader and demonstrate the skilled cybernetic work carried out by Silo. At the end of the scuffle, all parties were impressed. Vader proved himself sufficiently ruthless to hold on to his title. 
and his potential replacements rose to the occasion and surprised everyone with their ability to put Vader on his back foot. But the feud between the Emperor's Enforcer and Carbon was not over. In fact, after the Battle of Yavin, they ended up carrying out the same mission to Vragas Vass from different angles. They both went to that planet to find Luke Skywalker. Vader went there to find his son. Carbon went there to prove his worth to Vader and destroy him. On the planet's surface, Vader had found himself surrounded by over a thousand rebel soldiers. He ignited his red lightsaber and killed each and every one of them. In a last-ditch effort, the rebels ordered their Y-Wing bombers to completely level the plateau Vader was standing on. A plan that would have worked had Carbon not intervened. He arrived with his armada and skirted the rebel squadron. Then the Mon Calamari cyborg turned his attention to Vader. Carbon expanded his cybernetic limbs, ignited his lightsabers, and walked down Vader. Due to the commander's foolishness and underestimation of Vader, Carbon, sadly, met his demise on the compromised rebel planet. After a brief duel and help from one of Vader's recent allies, Carbon became trapped under a pile of rubble. Vader unceremoniously executed him immediately after. He'd never have the chance to see the full realized potential of the Silo Directive, a world of cybernetically enhanced beings that rivaled the high age of the Jedi. He'd never see the final days of the Empire, and he'd never replace Vader as the Emperor's enforcer. An exception to the usual, light-side-serving Mon Calamari, Commander Carbon had the potential to be as legendary a fighter as General Grievous. But he chose to stand between Vader and the Dark Lord's goals. Death was the only result he should have expected. It's a shame that more isn't known about Commander Carbon, but in the historical texts of the Galactic Empire, his legacy is little more than a small footnote. After Grievous, cybernetic warriors, though effective, were seldom seen. If his service weren't cut short, Carbon would surely have been a formidable foe against the rebels in later years. Perhaps if he had learned to be more diplomatic, he could have risen alongside Vader instead of replacing him. But sadly, we will never know.